I don't know about you, but I feel like we have worshipped this morning already. This has been good. Um, so thank you for being here. Welcome to Northridge. So uh, I just want to tag really quick off of what Ryan said. Uh, he mentioned the Yes campaign. And no, I'm not going to tag off of the win for the chili cook-off. I mean, that's I'm glad I did eat a lot of that chili, his chili and the other chili. We had seven chilies, and so uh, I was feeling it a little bit last night, but man, it was good. Um, but we had a good time. But I want to tag off of the Yes campaign stuff because this is really important stuff. If We gave a huge update last week on how we're doing. We're doing exceptionally well. Uh, we talked to build a building that we're putting an offer on. Like we, we gave a whole bunch of stuff. But here's a big piece of this. A lot of you were not here during the, when we started the Yes campaign, when we did all that. And so it's a very, very simple step that you can take if you're curious, if you at least want to know something about what God is doing and why we're doing that in the first place. Those lime green bags are back there. Just grab one of those. There's people back there. They'd love to talk to you about it, answer whatever questions you have. Uh, so make sure that you stop by there on the way out. And I will say this. If you would like to join in the Yes campaign, and so all of those tokens that are back there, all of those tokens, people signed those tokens, and here's why, because they made a spiritual and or financial commitment. The vast majority of people made a spiritual commitment and a, and, a, and a financial commitment as well, and they're giving sacrificially, and they're fasting, they're praying specifically for the Yes campaign. And so if you want to make that commitment, we have the mountain back there, partly so you can see everybody who made that commitment, but also if you would like to make that commitment. So again, if you want, if you're curious about that, and you want to join, you want to make a commitment of some kind, Go back there, ask them about it, and we're an open book. We'll tell you all about it, okay? Um, so, uh, just kind of keep in mind, do that. That'd be great. All right. This is the Bible. And you're like, yeah, I know we're a church. <laughs> okay. This is the Bible. This is God's Word. Now, something that we do is we know about the Bible. Okay? We know about it. We I would say if you go around the world and you talk to people, most people would be able to tell you that they've heard of the Bible. But the question that I have for you today is this. Do you know the Bible? Do you use it? Do you read it? Do you listen to it? Do you open it? Do you get it down off the shelf? Do you pull it out? Do you, do you live by it? That's a different question. Knowing about the Bible and knowing the Bible are two very completely different things. So why do I bring that up? Because today we're going to get into uh, a new series. And I'm not even going to introduce the series yet. But uh, I want to tell you the two goals of this series. There's two basic goals. And I want to just get them out of the gate right out right. So you know why are we doing this. There's two goals of this series. The first goal is to get you into this. Okay, to get you into this more than on a Sunday morning. Sunday morning is not even close to enough. Not even close. Not even close. Sunday morning's a good start, but we need to get you into God's Word, into the Bible, into the truth of Scripture on a regular basis, daily, absolutely, if possible. And so, one of the goals of this series is to get you into God's Word in some way, shape, or form. Okay, and there's a, about a hundred different ways you can do this. Okay, and we're going to get into that. The second goal of this series is to help us understand why the Bible is important. 
What's important about this book? What's important about these words? And the basic premise of this series is very simple. So let me tell you what the title of this series is. The title of this series tells you the importance of the Bible. And the title of this series is very simply, God is. God is. What you're going to find, the most important aspect of the Bible is this. That it tells you who God is. What he does. What he's about. What his character is. What is, he, what is he excited about? What is he passionate about? How much does he love you? How much, that he died for you? That he, that he wants everything and desires to have a relationship with you? All of that is in here. Now, you might think, well, I've, just, I've heard the Ten Commandments are in there. Yep, they're in there. That's cool. You might have heard about a whole bunch of other things that, to be honest, if you've heard that they're in here, there's a lot of things that are out there on the Internet that say they're in the Bible, and they're not. And so it's important that we dig into this on our own, that you discover that you don't even take my word for it. I'm just a human being trying to be the conduit for God, but this is scripture, truth. And so our goal is to get you in there and help us understand that God is a lot of things. Now, um, here's, the, here's the truth. Um, if we want to get you into God's word, we need to kind of help with that process, right? I, I, I mean, understand, uh, some of you, if you, you have your Bible and you'll be like, okay, I have a Bible, cool. Some of you, if you don't have a Bible, I'm serious, Ryan said that, they're over on Connection Point, they are there for you to take. Please just take one. No, you don't have to sign up for anything, you don't have to do anything, you just, you literally grab one on your way out. It's yours. Thank you. It's our gift to you. Take it. And we have like the regular version, we have a teenager version, and we have a kid version so that you can, no matter where you are, all kind of stuff. By the way, just, just FYI, there's a lot of adults that start with the kid version. And it's really, really good. My, one of my, uh, my wife will tell you, she loves sometimes the kid version because it gives all these other extra little applications and illustrations. She's like, that's really good. Never understood it that way. That's pretty cool. And so grab whatever you can. But our goal is to get you into God's Word. And so over here on Connection Point, my right, your left, uh, there, you, all this is stuff is new. There's a ton of resources over there. And so the goal is to introduce you to a whole bunch of different ways to get into God's Word. And we're going to be talking about this today and throughout the next several weeks in this series. We're going to be talking about these resources. But let me just kind of highlight one that you're going to find over there so you can grab this on the way out. So it is a bookmark, and we did this, I don't know, maybe three years ago. We did a whole Bible series called Engage, and, and, and we kind of brought up three things. So on this bookmark, there are three questions. Here's what I would encourage you. If you have never really read the Bible, on your own on a regular basis. Here's what I would encourage you to do. I'm going to get you started right now, right out of the gate. Here's what I would encourage. Start with one of the gospel books. That would be Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. First four books of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. If you're not sure which one to start with, start with the first one, which is Matthew. Okay, just open to the New Testament. Matthew's the first book. Start reading through Matthew. And then what you're going to do is whatever you're reading, no matter where you end up on that day, you're going to ask three questions for yourself. Okay? These three questions, you can see them up there. What does it say? You're going to look at the words. You're going to read what it says. You're going to actually read them. You're going to listen to them. If you're on your phone, uh, on an app, on a Bible app on your phone, you're going to listen to it. You're going to listen to it again. What is it saying? What are the words? Okay? And then what does it mean? Okay, this is where you have to go a little bit deeper. This is where you're going to hear behind the words. What is it saying to me? What, what is God trying to tell me? 
You understand that sometimes I'll be digging into God's word in order to prepare a sermon, but then I don't do that if I'm digging into God's word for me. That's different. I need to hear God's word to me because sometimes what I'm preaching about and sometimes what I need are different. Sometimes they line up, but not all the time. Um, so what is it saying to me? And then what do I do? What do I do with this? What, 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 what should it change in my life? Where should I go with this? Okay, three simple questions, really, really easy. Grab this. We've got a whole bunch of them over there. Grab one of these on the way out, and then you can stick this in your Bible. You can use that uh, and ask those questions, okay? So today, we're going to get into the first topic. Now, let me just tell you where this, this series was born out of. So I knew going into this series after the Killing What's Killing You series and the Yes Update and all kinds of stuff, I knew that we were going to be doing a Bible series. I already knew that. But if I can just be honest with you, I went to my staff and I said, to be honest, guys, I know we're supposed to do a Bible series, but I don't know what we're supposed to do. Have you ever done that when you go to your team and you're supposed to lead the way and you just kind of have to admit and be like, mm, I'm not sure where we're going. Okay, that's what I did. I did that to, with our staff. And I said, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know. I know it's supposed to be a, a Bible series, but I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to tackle this. We've tackled it in, it feels like, a hundred different ways, and I'm just not sure how to do this one. And out of that question and kind of that kind of lostness, <laughs> my transparency on I don't know, uh, our, our staff had a beautiful conversation. And what came out were five God is statements that we knew God's word revealed. And so for five weeks, we're going to give you a different God is statement, and we're going to focus on that. And let me just tell you, uh, whether you're excited about this or not, I'm excited about it, but you're going to get a heavy dose of our staff this, this, this series. You're going to hear a lot from our staff, not just from me, and uh, today is one of those days. And so you're going to get a whole bunch of different voices that are going to be speaking about God is the different things, and we're going to have a different theme every week, all right? So today is God is personal. God is personal. He knows you. He knows you completely. Everything about you. Some of you are like, that's scary. But God is personal. And so today I want to introduce you to somebody that I'm pretty excited about that I get to interview today, uh, my mom. So my mom's going to come up here. And uh, you guys have heard from her uh, pretty recently, actually. We, we did a little interview with her. So this is my mom. This is Rainy. If you, if you saw her on the keyboard earlier, that's because she was on the keyboard earlier. She's up here quite often. Uh, and so a lot of people know, uh, know my mom. Um, but she's going to come up here. And the reason uh, I asked um, mom to do this is in this conversation with our staff she was sharing some really powerful things uh, about what she's learned from scripture and it clearly fit with this this understanding this uh, phrase God is personal and so uh, she has learned a whole lot of things in life from God's word and so we're going to talk to her about that so uh, I'm excited about that so hi mom <laughs> uh, this is. I need my this, notes. <laughs> I need my notes. All right, we'll, we'll put we'll put that over there. Um, so uh, let's start with this. Um, you've learned a lot about God's word and the Bible in your life, and and doing all that kind of stuff. And um, and so, would you just start by telling us? You shared uh, a couple of these thoughts uh, at staff meeting the other day. Would you share just a few thoughts about overall what you've learned about the overall, like the origin of the Bible, kind of the overview, 
Just kind of start us from a big picture perspective, some of the things that you've learned. Okay, I, I just want to take a couple minutes to share this because um, I don't want to bore you right off the bat. So, <laughs> Oh, I've already know, done that, so it's, yeah, it's, uh, they're fine. It's been done. So. <laughs> um, the Bible, we have chapters and we have verses that have numbers. It's how we know it. But that's not how the Bible came to be. And I think it's good for us to have a little bit of a background. The Bible was written by a lot of different authors over many, many years. These authors uh, wrote it for different reasons. They weren't writing it thinking, this is going to be put in the Bible. That, that wasn't the intent. They didn't know about that. Some was written because of personal eyewitness accounts or oral communication that was passed down. Um, so that's kind of how it began. And I just like to put up genres of the Bible on the screen. This is also at that table. And this might help you. It just categorizes it. And if you look on there, like under wisdom and poetry, you see Psalms. Sometimes it's hard to know where to start in the Bible. And Psalms, I like to think of Psalms like a journal. Much of it was written by David, but it's full of people saying how they feel, being where they are. It, they're journaling, and, and then how, how God comes to them. And so it's very personal. And then you look over under Gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. These four books tell the life of Christ from birth to resurrection. And it's four different accounts, four different authors from four different perspectives. Some of them tell more of a certain part of the story than the others. So it's for, when they wrote it, and they wrote this a few years after Christ resurrected. So those very first Christians, they didn't have a Bible. They didn't, they didn't have that. Um, and then letters, most of those letters were written by the church leaders or what we would call church planters of the day. The people who planted the very first churches, first Christian churches. There hadn't been a church. This was new. And much of the, many of these were written by Paul or other leaders to each other or to the churches to encourage them, to challenge them, to sometimes admonish them. They wrote the letters, but they didn't know it was going to be part of the Bible. You know, it's, hard, it's really hard for us to think about communication back then. I mean, to go days and months and not hear from somebody. It was written down or it was sent by messenger. And so what was written down was very special and very important. So that's just a little bit. I, I do want to mention, so we say, so if the Bible was written by people, then I thought it was God-inspired. So I want to put a verse up, and I want to read that to you. It's in 2 Timothy. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his, his people to do every good work. Okay, so this tells us why we have a Bible and why it's important. And if you look at those words, that's pretty significant and pretty important. And God all has always chosen to work through humans. So the Bible is a partnership between humans humanity and divine and God. 
So it's a partnership, and um, he can speak to us through the Bible. So that's just a little bit of a background. Okay. Um, so that's good, obviously, overview information. Some of you, you knew that. Some of you are like, oh, that was really cool. I didn't, I didn't know any of that. I didn't know there were different books and different styles and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that was really good overview uh, information. But now let's, let's kind of take it down to that next level because we talked about today is about God is personal. Um, so you brought some Bibles with you here today. I know we talked about doing that. Um, and so I remember a couple of these as a kid seeing these, uh, but some of them I actually don't. And so would you just kind of go through and share what you wanted to share about these Bibles that you brought? Okay, well, this first one, this was my very first Bible. And uh, you want to hold this? Yeah. Be my boom mic here, um, and it's even got see my how family works. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's hey, even son, got my name this. on it. And if you look in here, I, I had to actually look up the year, 1959. <laughs> I was eight years old. No, that wasn't horse and buggy age for some of you. Are like, oh man, she's old. Um, I was very excited about this. It's because I learned the books of the Bible, and I got a red Bible. I got my name on it. But I brought it because I want you to look at it. It's dog-eared. It's dirty. It's, you know, pretty messed up. And then I have this Bible. This Bible was what I used when my kids were little toddlers. And you can see some of the pages are coming out. And even one of the kids put crayons in it. Um got used that was i'm sure that was bryce probably um, my well, brother bryce maybe. yeah i'm sure it wasn't me just so that we're clear i wouldn't do i would never do those kind of things and then this is a paraphrased bible i'm bringing it because i want you to look at it it's not in good shape so here's here's what our hope for you is that your bible will look worn a worn bible is mm. a good look it's a good thing I have others because I've bought new ones. I have others at home. But I just wanted to show you the worn look because it enriches your life. And we're going to get into that more. Mm. So let, let's do get into that. So again, this is, it's cool to see the personal Bibles and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but now let's get really personal. So you have walked in your life, and I know a lot of these things myself, obviously, because I'm, I've been around you for a, a little bit, um, but tell us some of the personal ways that God has impacted you, challenged you, encouraged you, helped you, specifically through God's Word, through Scripture, and, uh, and what those times have meant to you when God has revealed this truth that way. Okay, and I'm going to share a few things. And, and before I do, I just want to um, pull off of what Jess talked about, the Holy Spirit. And this isn't, I'm going off script. I can't imagine um, that. And so, um, <laughs> you know, we be, a lot of us, we believe in God. We believe Jesus died. We believe that. But we a lot of times don't talk about the Holy Spirit a lot because we think it's weird. So if there's a God that loves us and a God that sent Christ to die for our sins, sent his son, if we believe that, 
he's going to want to talk to us. He's going to want to have a relationship with us. And he does that through the Holy Spirit. And the verse we read, a lot of that can come through Scripture. And I have found that to be true. And I'm going to share two or three instances where there was a specific verse that spoke to me at a specific time. Does it happen often? No. But these are time, two or three times when it did happen for me. I was in my early 20s. I was working at University of Kentucky. I was putting my husband through graduate school. And uh, we were poor and uh, very poor. Um, we had just both completed college. We had college expenses, and he was going to grad school. I got a promotion at UK just after a few months of being there, and it, it was pretty exciting for me, and I loved it, and, um, and I wanted that job, and it was going into, like, for that particular college, the graduates the undergraduates would have to apply to be a graduate in the graduate program. And there were a lot of applicants and very few positions open. And so I got to help oversee that and bring things to the committee and read their essays and all that. It was a long process, and I loved it. So that first year, the deadline came, and we did not accept applications after the deadline. The deadline came, and I got a letter, one letter, application on the deadline day. And so I told my dean, my boss, and she said, just tell him it came after the deadline date. Because we don't. And, and to be honest, some things in there we thought, well, this might not be a candidate for us. But, um, and so, you know, like I said, I was 23. I went home that night. And I struggled with that because I thought, you know, all my life I've been taught to be honest. And this person deserves a chance. I don't want to lie. I don't want to start out my career by lying, but I don't want to lose my job, and I know it will make my de the dean upset, and she told me to do this. This verse came to me, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, if you read that in the context, it's not talking about lying or anything, but that's a time when I knew that that, that was for me because I was feeling burdened and I was in turmoil because, and you might think it's a little thing, but for me, I was kind of starting a career and it's like, what am I gonna, what is it gonna be for me? Mm. It was an important decision. And so I went back the next day and I told her, I said, I'm not doing that. Well, I said a little nicer than that, I guess. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you, and, did, you did, you yeah. said it nicer than that? <laughs> I might not have, I don't know. <laughs> and, um, and she was not happy with me, but she didn't fire me. And she said, well, we all have to do a lot more work on a candidate. We know probably ain't going to make it. You know, and I said, just going forward, I'm not going to lie. So just so you know, you know. And so it was a verse that kind of I felt was God speaking to me through his word. Be free of this. Don't let this burden you down. So that was one time. Another time was when my sister Vida, some of you know, she was 39 and she died of a brain tumor. Very hard time for me. I struggled with my faith with that. And um, she was three years younger. I was kind of her protector. She was very timid. She was a brilliant person, but very timid. And I always kind of took care of her. And when she had cancer and she had three surgeries, they didn't work. And I had trouble accepting it. 
major trouble. And I would always come to her, let's try this, let's do this, let's do this. And that Christmas, we knew it was going to be her last. The doctor said, no more surgeries. You just have a few months to live. So I don't know if you can imagine a family Christmas where we know that one person is not going to be there. And she knew that. And she gave each of us a scripture verse in some form that day. Mm -hmm. Mine was on a plaque, a blue plaque, and I hung it in my home for many years. And this is what it said. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. And she said, Renee, this is my time, and you need to accept it. It was something that helped me get over that anger bump. You know, it didn't take the grief away, didn't take all the anger away, but it helped move me forward. Um, another time, a lot of you know, just about two and a half years ago, my husband passed away, and um, I've... For a time, it was difficult to pray. It was difficult to read scripture, but I, I got a couple devotionals books that, that were on grief, and they really helped me. And there are so many scriptures that just, I just felt God was talking right to me. Hmm. And you might think, oh, that's just coincidence. Well, you can think that, but I know it wasn't. I know. And here are some of the verses. Trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. Mm. You know, we have, we have people that are support to us and that we can talk to and that support us, and we can pour out our hearts to them, and it's wonderful. But we have the Holy Spirit that we can pour out our heart to him, and he's our refuge, and wow, so many of us don't take advantage of it. It's, it's right there, 24-7. Another verse, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Hmm. And then Psalm 23 had new meaning for me. And a lot of you know this verse. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green pastures. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, some of them say shadow of death, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. And the rod and staff are tools that shepherds use to, to keep the sheep from danger. Um, like I said, there are time, those are just time-specific times. But there are a lot of times that I just... I would read the word, it would give guidance to my life. It would help me to know how to live. It would help me to know how to build my character. And there are many places in the Bible that it's like really, really pour, people pouring their hearts out to God and saying, I'm angry with you. Why don't you just let me die? I mean, it's like, wow, it's how I feel sometimes. And... Um, those honest feelings are just uh, amazing, and it's amazing how that can dovetail with your life. If you let, if you open that scripture, open the word, it's amazing how it will dovetail with your life. Um, overall lessons, challenges to live more full of life. You know Northridge's motto is live full of life. One of the best ways you could do that is get into the word. 
read the Bible. And um, I think also that God can prepare us for what's to come. If I'm continually reading the word, understanding more about God, understanding more about me, there's a God who knows what's going to happen in my life tomorrow and a year ahead or whatever. And I absolutely believe that this scripture can prepare us for things we don't know what's happening, but God knows. Mm -hmm. He knows. Let's let him speak to us and prepare us for what's ahead because we don't know, but he knows. Um, I'm better able to handle then, I think, tragedies that come. And I just, you know, I just think that we can absorb that. Um, I wanted to sh- uh you get to hold this again. I can do that. <laughs> this is, I wanted to share too, this is Dan's Bibles, my husband's Bibles. Used, worn, it's a good thing. And again, he had more. They ought to fix the bindings on this book. That's what goes first, I think. (laughs) Just a few days before he found out he had stage four cancer. He was in his devotional time up in his office. And I didn't know about this. He told me later. But he felt prompted. He said, I just felt very strongly I should write words of my life. Words from my life. And I didn't have this put on the screen. Some of you have heard this, so I'm going to read it rather quickly. But this is what he wrote. If he had, these are words from his life, lessons he learned. Speak less, listen more. Assume less, learn more. Take less, give more. Hide my feelings less, share my heart more. Fear less, risk more. Criticize less, affirm more. Waste less time, redeem more time. Hold things less, cherish people more. Watch less, read more. Love self less, love others more. Harbor less. Forgive more. Teach less. Model more. In his final days, he shared this with me. I didn't know he'd written it down. I didn't know he was prompted to write it down. And um, I put it on the Caring Bridge page that we had. And it was amazing to me how many people wrote and said how it helped him. One person was needing to write a article for a magazine, and he asked to use it. And he sent me responses from people in the country that said, this really helped me. And if he hadn't taken the time to read and taken time away from his busyness to talk with God, to let God talk with him, that wouldn't have happened. And so it, it goes on. It impacts others. What we do with our life and what we put into our life, it impacts other people. So. Okay. Thank you for sharing that because I know that that's 
Uh, and you got, a lot of you guys know, actually, Dad's words, my dad's words, uh, when he passed, uh, what was so hard about that, uh, obviously, it was, so, it was so quick, but one of the things that, that I love about, obviously, my parents, I mean, you know, putting your mom up here, she knows a lot of stuff about me, okay? So I give her a mic, and I'm sitting here with her. I'm just saying that's... If you all want to stay afterwards, I'll tell you some yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you know, honestly, I don't know if it was me that colored in that Bible or not. But anyway, like, she can tell you. But the truth is, um, what I love about my parents, my mom and my dad, is that they genuinely, honestly, always were doing their best. Not perfectly, they were not perfect, but they did their best to hear what God is saying, live by it, write it down, and, and like affirm it, let's go. This is not something, this is, the Bibles are not ethereal things to just think about. This is something that you get into you and it messes you up in whatever way it needs to mess you up and you live by that. And, uh, and my dad writing these, um, see, I just destroyed that Bible. Um, my dad writing those things down, immediately I knew that that was a sermon series. If you remember, we preached that sermon series throughout the summer. Usually the summer is a little bit like we do some different fun things. Like that was not a fun, light summer, was it? And we hammered on all 12 of those things. And it's because God was saying, people need to hear this. And this came from your dad. You need to share it. It was so obvious. And so um, anyway, okay, I could, I'm, I'm not speaking here. Um, so let's, let's turn the corner just a bit. A couple more questions. Um, why do you think? So this is not theo theology, whatever. Why, if I were to ask you, if somebody asked you, if I'm asking you as your son, why is the Bible important? Why do you think it's important? Um, could you just maybe give us some thoughts on that? Um, you know, we have five dimensions of health, and I'd like him to put that up there. Um, yeah, you can just stick them all up there. And um, the five dimensions are physical, which is food and exercise, mental, learn, engage our mind, emotional, understand our feelings and attitudes, social interactions with others and relationships, and spiritual, which gives value and purpose and meaning. Mm -hmm. We spend a lot of time on those first four and money. I bet if you're like me, that fifth one, a lot of times we say we don't have, we don't have time. Well, we do have time. We just need to, you know, our priorities are just kind of screwed up, you know. Um, putting time in that spiritual dimension, it's going to fuel the other four. It will enrich the other four. That's what's living full of life is all about is that. And um, in our day and time, we have more resources and helps for Bible reading and understanding it than has ever been. So, uh, in fact, um, over there on that table, I hope you'll all stop by that table on the way out. We have got devotional books for kids, for teens. There's 
specific ones for women, for men. There's a study Bible. There's a little box of just Proverbs. Maybe you want to set a little box of Proverbs on your table and read one every day for your family. Or uh, there's a flip chart with scriptures. Do that with that. There's a QR code by each one. You, we aren't giving them away. You've got to buy it. But um, just, you know, do that QR code and, and buy your own. Um, or look for others. You know, I would, I would just say that start. Start. Is it easy? No. Is it boring sometimes? Yeah. Do you sometimes think, I'm not getting anything out of this? Yeah. Is it powerful when you do? Yeah. Is it life-lasting? Yeah. Start. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to keep it up. But start. This, this Bible has, it's a gold mine. It has nuggets for you. It's in there. Mm -hmm. But you got to go to it. And so I just, I just really encourage you to, to do it, to start. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to just tag off of that. Um, that we didn't, we didn't plan on doing all of that. We, this was kind of this week. I kid you not. We ordered a lot of this stuff this week. And so that's going to be out there all this whole series for five weeks. So this week and, and for four more weeks. But we put the QR codes on there because we made it as easy as possible. Most of you have little computers in your pocket right now. We call them phones, okay? But you take that out, open your camera app, and you scan those QR codes, and you have the, literally the Amazon link or whatever the link is. It'll come up right away. You can, you can save it. You can you know, screenshot it, whatever. And then you can go home, and you can look at it. You can order it if you want. But there's a ton of different, like, you can get directly into the Bible. You can go through it through devotionals. You can have the cards, like she said. Um, the goal is, I 100% agree with this, um, start. You just got to start. Um, because how many hundreds of things do we know we should have done 10 years ago? Right? I've got, I've got a whole host of things in my life should have done 10 years ago, 15 years ago, two years ago. Intentions are wonderful and worthless until you follow through. Doesn't matter what intentions you have. They only matter when you start, whatever those intentions are. And so one of those intentions, I hope, will be getting into God's word. We've given you a, a ton of resources over there to try to get you going, to get you started. If you have questions about it, feel free to reach out. We'd love to do that. Um, okay, one more question. Um, so let's land the plane. I don't know how we're doing on time. We're doing okay. Um, so, we got everybody, all of you in the room, everybody online, like we've got a whole host of different backgrounds. So you just showed a whole bunch of Bibles from your life, which means, you know, mom, you, you started with, I mean, the one was eight years old, I think you said. You started early on reading the Bible. You were encouraged to read the Bible. You were kind of, you know, whatever. And so you grew up with the Bible in front of you as a part of your life early on, and it's been a part of your life. But uh, maybe a lot of us in here didn't grow up that way. The Bible was not given to us. It wasn't placed in front of us. We didn't, we don't, 
This is totally foreign to a lot of us, if we're going to be honest. And a lot of us, we wouldn't want to admit that, but it is. This was not something that was a part of our life. We went to church maybe even. Maybe you did the things and all that stuff, but you never actually dug into God's word on your own. You just heard the, the guy or the person read the thing, and you're like, I heard it from time to time, but that's it. Okay? So if you're talking to somebody that doesn't, they're not around the Bible, they haven't been exposed to the Bible, um, talk to us about why it's important to start and, and maybe, yeah, just why it's important. Why, why should they do this? Why should they consider jumping into this and getting into this? Um, so I did grow up in a home where my parents were Christ followers. Hmm. But I want to tell you about my dad's dad. My dad's dad grew up in a home that today we call it highly dysfunctional. He left home at age 16 or 17 because he was beaten so badly by an alcoholic father. And there was a lot of other stuff going on that I'm not going to share. God, Bible, that wasn't even part of anything in his, in his home. So he left, went to live with his aunt, who, by the way, she was a dwarf. I'm not a dwarf, I'm just short. <laughs> anyway. Aunt Letha, she was a dwarf. In, in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> nope, she this is, is her real stature. Okay. <laughs> but he went to live with her, and um, he met my grandma, who was a Christ follower and came from a home that believed and taught God. Started dating, and he became a Christian. And he, because it was such a different way of life that people were talking about, he poured himself into learning about it. He got into the word. He even got called to be a minister. He became a minister later in life. And so he taught his children to read the Bible and what a Christ follower means. And that was my father who taught me, and I taught mine. So my spiritual journey starts with my grandpa, I guess. So some of you may be in that place. What you do and how you live your life is for generations that you don't know yet. You change the trajectory. You live your life full. It, can't, it can make a difference. Just take advantage of it. Okay. Can we say thank you to my mom for sharing today? Thank you. powerful but here's the truth none of this matters until you do it you hear the you see the emotion see the you see the passion this is this is my current bible that i take this is my travel bible I, I'm a pastor, so I have to have a lot of Bibles, you know. And the Bibles that I study, they're like three times this thick. They're massive. And you do not want me walking around. Plus, I look weird, right? You know. I look stronger maybe, but that's it. But I, I've got my travel Bible. This is a little bigger than my earlier travel Bible. You guys used to see that one, the gray one. And that one's, I use that for different things now. But 
A book is just a book until you actually let it change you. And this is not just a book. This is truth. This is living. Which means these words will mean one thing to you today and tomorrow they'll mean something different and the next week and the next year they'll mean something different. And you could be reading the same words. You could read the same scripture the same day I read the same scripture and God is going to speak to you different things on the same day with the same words. You know why? Because they're alive. They're living. And I know that that seems weird. You're like, that's weird. It's so crazy. Try it. I promise you it's going to mess you up. You're like, I don't think I want to try it. No, you do. Because it's going to mess you up. Because it's going to challenge you. It's going to call you out. It's going to tell you how much you're loved. If you take safety and feeling uh, like a victim and you're like, I am not loved. Nobody loves me. I am an outcast. God will tell you how much you are not an outcast. And now you cannot lean on that anymore. It will mess you up. Praise God it'll mess you up because we need to be messed up so that we can be redeemed, created whole, made new, live full of life. We've, we've made it easy. There's resources over there. There's Q, We did QR codes, people. God is in this place. But I'm serious. It means nothing if you walk out of here and you think, well, that was a good service. It means nothing because what I know is later today, tomorrow, you're going to go back into normal life and you're going to forget all about all this. So what are you going to do today? What are you going to do? What are you going to take that step? Set a reminder on your phone. Scan the QR code. Buy the Bible. Get into it. Call somebody. Tell them. Remember what we talked about a couple weeks ago? What do you need? You need accountability. Tell somebody else the change you need to make and how you need to get into God's Word. Tell somebody else what you're going to do and then make sure that they call you on it so you do it. Let's get into God's Word together this, these next few weeks. Let's dig in and learn who God is. And while we learn who God is, we're going to learn who we are. And, you know what's cool? Decades down the road, generations down the road, there's going to be people that you're connected with, your family, people who are connected to your family. They're not even family. And they're going to be impacted by the fact that you opened God's word and you let it impact you. And they're going to be sharing to other people. Maybe it's not on a stage. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's somewhere else. But they're going to share the impact that their, their great-great-grandmother, their great-great-grandpa had. Some friend that knew somebody else that changed their life. And it's because you allowed God to change yours. Are you willing? Are you? My hope and my prayer is that you will say yes. Yes. I'm going to engage. I will get in with God. Yes. I will do that. So I'm going to invite the worship team up. I'm going to pray for us. But before you leave, resolve, settle, get right with what you need to do with God. Figure it out. What do you need to do? How do you need to engage? 
And if you have questions, you're not sure, we're here. This is why we're here. We have a whole staff team that's willing to do this. All right? So as we sing, may this be your challenge to say, yes, I'm going to do this. Yes, I'm in, God. Yes, I'm in. All right, let's pray. God, thank you for giving us such incredible power and truth in your word, in your words. You revealed yourself to so many different people who wrote these things down to not only help us understand what was happening then, but so that we can get guidance and strength and challenge and love and all the things that we need today. And so God, this this amazing tool, this amazing capture of words that are truth for us, it's wonderful that they're there, but they don't do anything unless we actually allow them to penetrate us, to change us. And so as we finish this service today, may you allow us to have this commitment to you that we're going to engage in your word. We're going to jump in and we're going to learn who you are, God. And we know today, God, that you are personal, that you know every person. So guide and direct us. Help us to jump in, take the risk, take the courage, take the step, the commitment to jump into your word today. Help us to say yes. We pray this and ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.